0: All right, it is time now for Travel Best Bets. And now we're going to talk about over-tourism. What does that mean exactly? Well, it means that there's quite a few places in the world that seem these days to have more tourists than they do actually local residents who live there. And Claire Newell from Travel Best Bets is with us to talk more about this. Hi, Claire.
1: Hey there, Simmy. Yeah, this really is a new word. You know, over-tourism, really, we saw this word become a catchphrase in last year in 2018. But I wanted to read the actual definition of it, which is over tourism is the phenomenon of a popular destination or site becoming overrun with tourists in an unsustainable way. And we've seen a lot of this. Um, I wanted to give a couple of examples. So when I was growing up and a little girl, I remember going to Stonehenge and I was touching the actual stones. My kids, what? when they were old <laughs> enough to go, yeah, they couldn't even get within a 150 feet. Like it's all, all roped off. Now now that said, when we went to Cambodia and visited Angkor Wat recently, my kids did. And so did I. Got to stand on it, touch it, um, see the roots growing through the temples. and And I said to my family after we got back from visiting the site, I said, one day, this will be roped off like Stonehenge. Same with Machu Picchu. Yeah. Um, What's happened is, and the numbers really speak for themselves. In 2000, about 650 million people traveled internationally. And these numbers come from the UNTWO, which is the UN World Tourism Organization. In 2018, 1.3 1.3 billion, Holy over 1.3 moly. billion people, right? So the numbers have doubled. And because of that, it's it's getting pretty crazy. If you've been to Europe in July and August, you will have seen it firsthand. Like if you've gone in the last five years, you, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And, you know, at the end of the day, this really wouldn't be a problem if this rising number of tourists just was evenly distributed across the world, it's right? Not. And yeah, across cities, it's not. It's completely different. Like people are going to Venice, to the tune of thirty million tourists per year. They have a population of fifty thousand. That's crazy. So, people are just if. I don't. Did you have to take a look at the picture I sent you with the crowded group I of know. tourists walking over the the Canal Bridge? That's what it's like. I mean, it's like it's, it's all turned into sinking. Disneyland.
0: I know. It's like we're we're turning these major cultural landmarks and places into theme parks.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think working in the travel industry, I feel this kind of heavy burden. I feel like we want people to travel, but I think it's important that we get people who have the ability to not go in the summer months and maybe go, you know, the week or two after or even a month or two before or after the crazy busy tourist time to go then. It's still great weather, but go to, you know, go during less busy seasons and maybe go to different neighborhoods. I know that everyone wants to go and see the Eiffel Tower and walk across the canals in Venice, the, the bridges. But at the end of the day, it's really important to try and spread out some of this because it's not great for the people who live there. It's not great for um, the tourists themselves. They're,
0: they're certainly not getting the type of vacation no. they want. They're the majority of the time standing in lines. I understand this has also happened with um, like the Great Wall in Beijing.
1: That's right. It's, you know, it's causing so much damage. Here's an here's an example of damage, um, of, of just sheer traffic. You know, the Spanish steps in Rome. Yes. It's where everyone wants to go. They yes. were restored in 1995. Then again, fully restored in 2015. And they now are already cracks are starting to show. You're
0: kidding me. I saw and them it's just only in 2015, 2019. right after they reopened. I saw them. And I never did get to see the Trevi Fountain because it was like all under tarps and everything because it was also being restored.
1: I think there's going to be a lot of the restoration happening um, if this type of thing happens. So I think it's just something that we have to kind of think about when we're going somewhere. You know, we don't want to damage these beautiful things. But we also want to see them. Like I loved touching uh, Machu Picchu and Angkor Wat. But I know that that's can't not all. Touch it, be. Claire. <laughs> we can't all touch it. Yeah. And we can't all take a little piece of it. Like I saw people doing. Oh no, you and didn't. So, oh yes. Oh yes, I did. So it's one of those things where. It, you really have to you know just leave a footprint and that's it just wow. you know on the sand and nothing else but it's uh it's really sad that it's coming to this. and like you say, it's kind of Disneylandish. it is and that's happening. And so there are times, even in Venice, where police are actually shutting down pedestrian gates to the city center, and locals have a special path they're able to go. So if you go, you may not even get into that city center at certain times of the year.
0: I know times are certainly changing. But on that note, we're going to send them somewhere, right? Maybe not to those places, but we we've are. got some trips. Yeah, yeah. And some of these, these are most of these are actually slightly
1: shoulder season. So the first one I've got for you is a, a unique itinerary on a cruise that does. Uh, it's ten day trip, but stops the uh, in ports of call in Bermuda and then, New England. And it's sailing round trip from New York, actually Cape Liberty in New Jersey, but May the 25th or June the 4th. If you haven't seen that part of the world, the airfare, 10-night cruise and transfers is 11.99, taxes of 5.98 it works out to 17.97. The next is a long stay in the French Riviera. This is leaving September 21st, so after Labor Day, just by a couple of weeks so the crowds are gone. They're not gone completely they're still going to be there but they will certainly be less than they would be in July and August this is airfare and four weeks 28 nights accommodation with transfers 14.99 taxes of 638 wow. it works out to 2129 that one has to be booked by March 24th I think it'll be gone before that okay and where, but where one, sorry
0: where on the French
1: Riviera is that So it's just outside of Nice. So you are literally in that gorgeous stretch of, you know, Saint-Tropez, Nice, that area.
0: That's what a great (laughs) area. to beautiful.
1: Four weeks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I
0: know. You've got
1: one more. I know. Uh, The last one I've got is an 11 – you're gone for 11 nights, but it's a tour of Morocco. It's leaving October the 16th. Last year, this one sold really, really quickly, and you will see why. It's the price. This is what it includes. It includes the flight to Morocco, the 10-night fully guided vacation, including 16 meals – the sightseeing tours, one night post tour. Um, that just because of the flight schedule. You need to stay one night um, before you leave the next day, and then the transfers twenty one ninety nine, taxes of five thirty five. It works out to twenty seven thirty four. And if you've never been to Morocco, it is such a cool destination, and this does a
0: really good overview of that whole country. Okay, sounds good. Thank you for that, Claire. Thanks, Amy. That's Claire Newell, president and founder of Travel Best Bets. For more information on those deals or to find some other ones, check out their website, travelbestbets.com.